Sunshine Coast Council acknowledges the Sunshine Coast country where this podcast was recorded, home of the Cubby Cubby peoples and the Inabara peoples, the traditional custodians whose land and waters we all now share. We wish to pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, and acknowledge the important role First Nations people continue to play within the Sunshine Coast community. Hi there, thanks for choosing to listen to the Bat Pod podcast. Here at the Sunshine Coast Council, we hope this will help you learn more about flying foxes in southeast Queensland. And we've got something a little different planned for you. You get to call the shots. How cool is that? Get your headphones or earbuds because there's going to be a lot of sound effects. You're also going to need some paper and something to write with. Now, occasionally throughout your journey, you're going to hear this sound. This means you're about to hear important information. Feel free to hit pause at any time if you want to write down any notes. You never know what might come in handy down the track. Now, here's how it works. Throughout this journey, you're going to face some challenges and it'll be up to you on how you wish to proceed. Each choice will be numbered and these numbers will be linked with a numbered episode. So once you've made your decision, hit pause and scroll down until you find the number which fits your choice. If you're listening to this podcast as part of a group, maybe you're listening as a class at school, There's also options to do activities, which you'll be alerted to throughout this series. If you're not sure whether you're supposed to be doing these activities or not, the best thing to do is to hit pause now and ask your teacher what you should do. Alrighty, now we've got that sorted, let's get into the good stuff. I'll set the scene. It's your first day on the job as a junior environmental officer with Sunshine Coast Council. This can be a tough job, but don't worry, you're in good hands. Today, our conservation officer, Tyron, will show you around. That's your alarm. You better get a wiggle on. Tyron will pick you up at any moment in an official Sunshine Coast Council car. Good morning. Wake up playlist on. Next song.
Hey, great to meet you. I'm Tyron. Today we're heading to some of the sites you'll be working on so you can get a feel for the role. What do you reckon? Awesome. So, your main responsibility as a junior environmental officer is the well-being of the flying foxes in this region. And a big part of that will be working with residents who live near flying fox roosts. Do you know much about these animals? Sweet, no worries at all. So as you may know, flying foxes are also known as bats or fruit bats. This is because they eat fruits, nectar and pollen. And surprisingly, they actually have quite a lot in common with us. They're mammals, so they give birth to live young, usually one per year. And their babies, which are called pups, drink their mum's milk. Animals are broken up into groups of similar families called orders. Flying foxes are part of the order Chiroptera, which means they've got hand wings. They're also pentadactyl, which means they have five digits, just like us. Flying foxes, or bats, are the only mammal capable of true flight. It's pretty wild when you think about it. You don't see dogs or cats or whales flying. Here on the Sunshine Coast, we have three main flying fox species. The little red flying fox, black flying fox, and the grey-headed flying fox, which unfortunately has been listed as vulnerable to extinction. That means if we don't do anything to protect them, there won't be any left in the future. I know I've just unloaded a lot of information on you. Feel free to write things down as we go along. And I wasn't going to say anything, but there might be a little quiz at the end. So just to recap, flying foxes are also known as bats or fruit bats because they eat fruits, nectar and pollen. They're mammals. They usually give birth to one live young per year. They're part of the order Chiroptera, which means they've got hand wings and they've got five digits. On the Sunshine Coast, we have three main flying fox species the little red flying fox, the black flying fox, and the grey-headed flying fox. Okay, if you finish taking notes, we better get cracking. We're coming up to our first site. It's in Mullaney, which means the traditional custodians of this area are the Inaburra people. The Sunshine Coast region is the home of the Cubby Cubby and the Inabara people, the traditional custodians. They were here tens of thousands of years before colonisation and have incredibly rich cultures. As I said before, your main focus will be on flying foxes. Both the Cubby Cubby and Inabara people have some amazing stories and insights about them. Maybe later we'll bump into Uncle BJ and Uncle Lyndon. They're Cubby Cubby and Inabara elders, and they can tell you way more. On this site, there's a large colony of flying foxes. There can be tens of thousands all living together. Can you imagine? That's a lot of housemates. It's believed flying foxes came over to Australia about 25 million years ago from Indonesia and New Guinea. Research seems to indicate it all happened when the population of flowering plants, like eucalypts, increased and mostly replaced other trees, like casuarinas, as the main forest vegetation. Eucalypts are part of the Myrtaceae family, and many of these species use nectar to attract pollinators to fertilise their flowers. 
Flying foxes play a crucial role in pollination and spreading seeds of plants. Basically, the pollination cycle begins when the flying foxes fly to the plants, where they drink the nectar. Flying foxes are covered in fur, so when they drink the nectar, the pollen sticks to their fur. Then they fly to the next flower and the pollen is transferred to the new plant. And the cycle repeats. Now, one major reason that makes flying foxes so important to certain types of plants is that they're nocturnal pollinators, which means they go out looking for nectar at night. This is important because several species of plants only produce their flow of nectar at night. So yeah, that can make things tricky. When it comes to seed dispersal, this happens through their droppings. That's right, might sound a bit gross, but it's very important for spreading the seeds of many plants. Did you know, during one night, flying foxes can fly up to 50 kilometres? That's like halfway from the Sunshine Coast to Brisbane. They pollinate heaps of plants during their trip and spread up to 60,000 seeds. Activity time. You have two options, or you can do both. Look to your teacher or facilitator for directions. Option one. From the information Tyron has given you, try drawing the flying fox pollination cycle. Get out your writing tools and visualise what it might look like. Share your drawings with your classmates and see if they look similar. Now, if you're feeling up to something a little trickier, perhaps you'd like to try option two. Using other resources such as books or the internet, compare the digestive systems of flying foxes and humans. Complete a table of similarities and differences of the organs and functions and explore reasons for these differences. Hit pause until you're ready to carry on the journey. So as you can tell, over time, flying foxes have developed a close relationship with different plants and play an essential role in nature. Without them, a number of species of plants and animals wouldn't exist. For example, without flying foxes, we wouldn't have koalas. That's right. We know that koalas live in and eat the leaves of eucalyptus trees. Some eucalyptus trees can only be pollinated at night. Flying foxes are the only long-distance nighttime pollinators for these trees. That's just one reason why flying foxes are so important. I know I've just bombarded you again with information, so let's do a quick recap. The Sunshine Coast region is made up of land of two First Nations groups, the Cubby Cubby and the Inaburra people. They've been here for tens of thousands of years. Flying foxes are the main nighttime pollinators, which means many species of plants rely on them. Flying foxes play a vital role in the pollination and seed dispersal of more than a hundred plant species. Without flying foxes pollinating these trees at night and dispersing their seeds, koalas wouldn't have a home or anything to eat. Okay, it's your time to shine. Scroll down to episode one and we can go from there. 